How are you, sir? Welcome into Sports Talk. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I find out more and more about you every week and what you're into. And, uh, <laughs> you know, look, I'm not here to judge. If that's If that's the way you roll, that's the way you roll. But well, I don't think that that's actually in stock. I think if you get one of those, it'll be brand yeah. new. Right. When you use golf clubs, they've got them. On a jock strap, that would probably be new. Well, now listen, you know, we are all of the age, and I think we're talking amongst friends here. We were all of the age that when we were growing up, I mean, a jock strap was a true jock strap, right? It wasn't any of this fancy jockey underwear or anything like that. You had the true. Uh, and, and if you were really serious about things, you had a cup as well. I was never that serious about it, so I just went with the plain old strap. How about you, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, in football, they made you wear a cup. If uh-huh. you didn't have a cup, you didn't play. Okay. So that wasn't an option, but there was no, there was no strap. Uh, basketball, free as a bird, unfettered. <laughs> okay. All right. Good to hear. Good Not to the hear. direction I thought we would start this segment, but that's okay. No, but, you know, we go all, you know, all different directions with Morgan. That's why it's called Morgan on the Move. We're moving here. We're spinning there. We're going in a different direction. So, well, you're moving uh, less when you're wearing a cup, so that's, that's almost contradict- contradiction in terms. <laughs> Yes. When you yes, think about is. it. Yes, it is. Very much so. But that's a whole other segment as well. Yes, it is. So let's talk about what you're seeing around the world of college football since December 5th and since the, the end of the championship games where, you know, it was like a fire was lit under the butts of people to jump into the transfer portal and get somewhere else. Uh, chaos in some way, still reigns supreme in college football and basketball. But right now, college football, as soon as the season's over, you, you know, guys just can't wait to get into the transfer portal and get somewhere else. Well, first off, let's, uh, let's tip our hat to the season. I thought the season did not disappoint, and we do have some surprises at the end. So it's not as painfully predictable as it has been in the past. Uh, Michigan is a good story, although they're a perennial power. They they were down for quite some time. There's a lot of people that wanted Jim Harbaugh fired about three different times. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's paid off to keep him. TCU is a terrific story. You know, Kansas State, who beat them in the Big 12 championship game, is a great story. Um, you've had schools from the Sun Belt that have provided great storylines with major upsets. <laughs> I, I thought overall the season was was really good. And, you know, we're going to have some new blood in the playoff, and we'll see how that all shakes out. If you, would have, if you would have opened up a bet in Vegas at the beginning of the year that there would be no Alabama uh, in the playoff, no Clemson in the playoff, and Ohio State would barely get in. I mean, they had to sneak through the back door to get in. You would have won a lot of money. So from that standpoint, uh, hopefully the playoff will – not disappoint. We've had terrible one versus four games in the past. I don't think that'll be the case with Georgia, Ohio State. I think that's got a chance to be a, a classic. The the portal question, which rears its ugly head uh, every day, and I can tell you there's not a coach that I spoke to this year that didn't offer some commentary on that. Uh, it, it's it's making their job a living hell because there's just no guardrails. It's clearly. <laughs> out of control like it's 
it's not something that you have to be a prisoner of two ideas where it's, well, if you're against the current situation, that means you're anti-student athlete. That, that's ridiculous. It's, there's a way to do this with a little more common sense. Um, and, and not only to mention for the coaches and the programs, I read a stat today that nearly half of the FBS players that go to the portal wind up having to settle for a lower classification, whether it's Group 5, FCS, Division 2, or they just don't land anywhere. So it's not always a great thing for the players either. No, in fact, we had some information, some statistical information that showed, like, over the last three years, I think since the portal was created, roughly 60% of the players who've gone into the portal do not find a new school. So 40% do, 60% don't. So, I mean, unless you're a sure thing, unless you're a big-time player and you've been a starter here and you've been a big contributor and all that, and you go into the portal, I mean, if you've been a backup somewhere and you haven't contributed and you haven't played much, there's no guarantee somebody's going to pick you up and give you a spot. No, there's there's not. Uh, and And unfortunately, there's a lot of bad information out there, and kids just think it's – the thing to do, whether you're frustrated or whether you just think you have a better offer, um, it's kind of become fashionable to see your name on the, you know, the the crawl, uh, the waiver wire that you're in the portal. That means you must be good if you're entertaining other offers and you're in the portal, but that really doesn't mean that at all. Uh, so again, not against not against the portal, but it, it clearly can be done better. And hopefully it will be sometime soon. Let me drop in this piece of recruiting uh, news that's just breaking. We'll do a recruiting report coming up in just a little bit. Mike won't mind this. It's breaking news. Uh, Mazio Bennett, the wide receiver from Greenville in the 2024 class, has decommitted from Tennessee. Tennessee, of course, lost their offensive coordinator to a head coaching job. And so he's taken a step back, reopening his recruiting It's good news for South Carolina and Clemson. They both recruited him very strongly before he committed to Tennessee. So we'll have more on that coming up. I wanted to get that out there since it just happened a a few minutes ago. So you mentioned the the, the playoff situation and and the teams that are in and the fact that there's some fresh blood in there, which I think really everybody's kind of glad there's some fresh blood. But with the expansion coming up, are we pretty much confirming – that um, we're going to have some some new some new teams here from time to time, but won't we pretty much always have some of the same teams now year in and year out because there's more room to put them in? For example, in a 12-team playoff this year, don't you think Alabama would have gotten back in? Don't you think Clemson would have gotten back in? You'd have to have a real lousy year like Oklahoma had. Oklahoma would not have gotten back in. But you'd have to have a real lousy year not to get back in if you're one of these power teams that has the reputation has been in the playoffs in the past. Well, uh, those are kind of two extreme examples, right, because Alabama nearly got in a 14 playoff. Uh, Alabama mm-hmm. had, a, had a heck of a season overall. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for – a two-loss Alabama team, but if you were to ask me point blank, is Alabama a better overall team than TCU? I think so. I think Alabama would beat Ohio State, but that's not the point. Mm. The point is they didn't do quite enough, and so they're not in. 
with a 12-team playoff, yeah, is Alabama going to get in more often than not? Of course. I mean, they get in more often than not in a 14-team playoff. Um, if, if that's the argument to kind of pick away at a 12-team playoff, uh, it's not enough for me to not be excited about the idea because I love it. I, I think it's good for college football. Uh, heck, it'll be good for what you cover there in South Carolina. There might be a time where both Carolina and Clemson could legitimately go to the playoff in a given year, and maybe Coastal Carolina winds up getting that number six spot as a conference champion. Uh, it, it, it's just so many more meaningful games at the end of the regular season and things to be excited about uh, than we've had with four. So I, I, I realize it's not perfect and you can pick away at anything, but I think it's about as good as you could have come up with with that number and with that format. Mm-hmm. Mike Morgan, Morgan on the move here tonight on Sports Talk. And Mike, if you will, let's shift gears for a couple of moments over to college basketball. And I'm uh, interested in what's going on in the ACC right now. Bigger surprise for you that Clemson is sitting at 8-2 and two, or that North Carolina is 5-4 and four and they've lost four in a row? Hmm. Oh, Clemson. I'm, sure, I'm sorry, North Carolina um, mm-hmm. losing <laughs> – Losing four in a row, um, you know the quadruple overtime game against Alabama is one of the best games we've had this uh, so far this season. But you didn't think that would cause a potential spiral for a team as talented as as Chapel Hill is this year. So uh, surprised by that. You know, Clemson again. I'll have them Saturday. The the tournament I'm working is called Hoops Giving. Uh, played at the State Farm Arena where the Hawks play, and we've got Auburn, Memphis. We've got Wake. Forest LSU, and we've got Clemson Loyola, same Loyola program that you know made the Final Four a few years ago. Um, and so I, I've, I've been studying up a little bit on on Clemson. And again, if you got a healthy Hall and you've got Tyson playing out of his mind, and some of the newcomers are adding some shooting, you know, I, this this seems like it has the makings for a bounce back year for Clemson. Uh, so I, I I'm not surprised that they're off to the start mm-hmm. that they. Uh, that they are overall. We'll see how they do in the grind of conference play. But, uh, but no, I, I think this is the roster, again, if they stay healthy, and that is, that's bigger for some teams than it is for others. Uh, they need to do that if they're going to have a chance at the NCAA tournament. So with regards to North Carolina, did we overvalue them in the preseason? You've seen them play. They've clearly got a very talented roster, or is this a team that you're probably not going to want to play in February and March? Uh, too early to say, honestly. I mean, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of them. Um, I, I certainly haven't seen them in person, and I've only caught bits and pieces uh, of, of, of where they are. I mean, I think you look at what Dan Hurley is doing at UConn, uh, they're legit. Gonzaga's legit. I think the SEC has three or four top 15 teams that are uh, certainly uh, legit at this point. Um, but we're, we're going to learn a lot between now and even the end of the month and the start of conference play for the rest of the leagues. I realize the ACC has already started. Um, so it's, I, I, I think it's a little bit of an incomplete. I didn't mention even Houston. Houston's yeah. really, really good. Uh, they play, of course, in the AAC, and the number two team in that league is supposed to be Memphis, Penny Hardaway. Um, so, again, basketball, is it really is more unpredictable. It's not the same. Despite the fact that everybody likes to think it's always Duke, North Carolina, and Kansas, it really isn't. I mean, just look at the 
look at the history here in, in recent times, and you'll see that there's just much more room for other teams, other programs uh, to be really, really good, and that, that's clearly the case this year too. And, it, and some of the Blue Bloods have already been humbled a bit. Mike, as always, it's a pleasure to have you with us. You've got a busy stretch ahead, as we mentioned, so enjoy everything, the Cheez-It Bowl uh, down in uh, Orlando later on this month, and then uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl right here in Myrtle Beach coming up in a couple of weeks. And, of course, that basketball tournament. I expect to see you there in Myrtle. I expect to see you there in Myrtle. You're the mayor of Myrtle. I might be there. I might be there. I might be there. You you know, you know, you know, UConn, under Jim Mora, I mean, that's one of the best stories in college football this year. <laughs> UConn yeah. was a dumpster fire on wheels. I thought they were going to just get rid of football, and now they're in a bowl game, and they pull, they, they beat Hugh Freeze and Liberty. They, they pulled off some pretty impressive wins this year. And, of course, Marshall beat Notre Dame. So uh, your boy Eric McLean will be joining me on that one. So that will be a lot of fun. The mayor. He is the mayor. And uh, I recommend that you spend time at Dave and Buster's at uh, Celebrity Square. You'll feel right at home at Celebrity Square. And you go visit Dave and Buster's and have a good time there, play the games, watch the televisions, uh-huh. eat the food, uh-huh. and you'll have a blast. And you can say you were sent by Sports Talk. I will do that. Absolutely. I'm Thank a, you. I'm a, I'm a very good ski ball player. I'll put that on full display. <laughs> Can't wait to see the video. Guys enjoyed it. Uh, Thanks, hey, same here. Thank you very much. That's Mike Morgan, who's seriously a man on the move. Morgan on the move uh, with us here on Sports Talk.